Welcome back. It's 10 after 8 p.m., which means you with me for another 15 minutes or so um, as we head into um, the, you know, the, it's Black Friday, but also it's payday weekend for a lot of people, which means that a lot of people are going to be going out tonight, um, probably celebrating the deals that they got. I don't know. Or just celebrating uh, the fact that it is the end of the month and they've made it so far. Um, but a large number of them are going to be take, drinking some alcoholic beverages and then going on to the road. So we're going to be chatting um, to Vuyim Porfu as as well as to Wayne Munnar about drunk driving as an offence, what's being done, um, what people should keep in mind if you do go out for a drink, what is the legal limit, um, and having all of those conversations. Um, we're going to be chatting to them in a few minutes' time. But um, here is an important message from the TV Licence Office. Uh, with Black Friday upon us, uh, ensure that your TV licence is fully paid. Avoid the disappointment after bracing the long queues or the latest online deal being declared declined because you haven't paid your license. To get the balance on your account, simply SMS your ID number or TV license account number to 44210. That's 44210. SMSs cost only 15 cents. For fast and secure online payments, you can log on to www.tvlic.co.za. TV licenses making a difference to all your Black Friday shopping experiences. Hashtag made possible by you. At SFM Radio and at Lizzie underscore Khan on Twitter. We uh, thank you very much for taking the time to join us uh, this evening. Now, surely, you know, this isn't really something that we should be talking about, but it does seem to be a huge problem when it comes to South Africa. Yep. And I and I'd hate to say this because I don't think that it's just over the festive season, but mm-hmm. it does seem, you know, that we we tend to make more of a hoopla about it when the when the festive season yeah. comes around. But drinking and driving is a huge problem in South Africa. Why do you think that is? Absolutely. It is a massive problem all over the world. Um, But here in South Africa, of course, we have got a number of factors which I believe affect the high rate of um, drunk driving instances. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of them would probably be in my opinion, the lack of enforcement Okay. Um, from a you know a policing point of view. And I know that Wayne is probably on the line listening right now. Not yet. Going to, Not yet. He's coming on at quarter yeah, past. So his have- radio is on. I know it is. He's <laughs> going to take me up on this. But um, I think that there is a very big difference between what happens on the road with the police when they actually um, stop somebody you mm-hmm. know, for drunk driving, um, particularly because we have such high instances of corruption. Um, and even though it might be a small number of police you know who are doing it basically taints the entire force oh yes secondly i think the other problem is the um prosecution of people who are found to be driving under the influence um you you have seen um so many high profile cases of people who fight to the death in court to prove that they were not you know intoxicated yet they have you know killed five people on the road for instance and they could barely stand you know at the time that they were pulled over by the cops so i think there are a lot of loopholes that just basically need to be closed and um it's going to take a lot of work and it's everybody's responsibility not just the government not just the police it's us as well as the general public do you think that as the general public we dissuade we almost we we don't do enough naming and shaming of each other when we do have a drink and then go out <laughs> to drive because it, it, it i mean i'm just speaking from the people i know you know you could go out and have a glass of wine and a lot of times people don't frown upon the fact that mm. you might have 
tequilas with that or I don't know, you know, pick a drink. Yeah. And and, and nobody kind of says, really, are you going to drive yeah. after that? Yeah. You know, sometimes people actually go, really, you're taking an Uber? You live around the corner. Yeah. You yeah, know, that, yeah, that, sort of, yeah. that sort of thing. Do you think that as, as, as South Africans, as normal Joe Soaps, we don't name and shame each other and call each other out enough? <laughs> I think it is a societal thing. Exactly what you just said. If you live around the corner and somebody is using a, you know, um, um, a private taxi to get them home, you sort of like look at them as you said, like, are you crazy? It's just right here. I think one of the biggest problems that we have as a society is the belief, the mistaken belief that it won't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that is just prevalent amongst people who drink and then drive. It's also with people who don't wear seatbelts, who don't um, have their cars insured. Everybody seems to think that it's not going to happen to me. These type of things happen to other people. I'm a very good driver. you know. And that type of attitude, I think, is what makes us um, less prone to believing that accidents can happen to anyone at any time. Now, one of the other things that I that I've heard quite a lot, uh, and and uh, you know, you, this is myth, truth or fact. No truth, no truth or myth, not truth or fact. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say, actually, I'm a much better driver after I've had one or two because I drive slower and I pay more attention <laughs> to the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, really, I'm, yeah. I've never heard that. Thankfully, I, I've heard that I, quite a few times. But for all of you listeners out there who might think that you're actually much safer when you're driving very slowly, you're actually very suspicious. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving at, at less than normal you know, um, rate of speed and you're being overly cautious, you are going to attract the attention of the police because that is going to basically tell them immediately that your reaction time has been reduced. So, for instance, depending on the number of drinks that you've had, your, your reaction time is going to be reduced by X. So, for instance, um, 0.0 grams, um, which is what the legal limit is, or your one unit, is going to reduce your reaction time by up to two times what it normally would be. The more you drink, the less your the, the less your ability to react quickly to you know instances that might be happening on the road. Now, we all know that obviously when you're drinking, when you're drunk, your reaction times and what's <laughs> happening within your body starts to be affected. So your vision is blurred, for instance. Um, your ability to hit the brakes is going to be affected simply because everything is almost like happening in slow motion. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest dangers of people driving drunk. Now, let's just make it, um, you know, kind of, What's the word? More layman friendly. When we're saying 0.05 grams per 100 milliliter, which is your legal alcohol limit, um, what does that mean? Is that like a half a glass of wine? Is that one, you know, I don't know, one glass of beer? How much is that? <laughs> We're going to now have to quantify what the size of that glass is because I've seen some shockingly big glasses. When you go to a restaurant, um, they normally se- serve you alcohol or wine in a glass that is bigger than what would be the legal limit. Okay. So you're looking at about uh, 75 milliliters of, of wine. And having said that, one of the things that makes it really difficult to interpret what the legal limit is, is because so many factors are taken into consideration. Let's not forget that there is different content of alcohol, alcohol per whatever it is that you're drinking. drinking. Yeah. So um, in some instances, maybe you'll have a bottle of wine and maybe it's, I don't know, say 14%. I'm just using that as mm-hmm. an example. And then you have another different type of wine and maybe that is, um, I don't know, 16, 18%. So that immediately is going to affect your um uh, your your rate of sobriety. And when you're being pulled over by the police, they're going to tell you that you are X times over the limit. And you actually don't know what that means. So the rule of thumb is 
75 milliliters um, of wine. It's um, a tot, you know, your shot glass. Yeah. You mentioned tequila earlier. That's one unit. Um, surprisingly enough, ciders are about three times over the limit. Just one. Yeah. Wow. And people are thinking that ciders is less effective or whatever the case might be. Than a glass of wine. Yeah, then that is actually not so true. Um, okay, I want to just bring in... Uh, sorry, wine it's two liters. It's two liters. Sorry, not two liters. Two, two units. units. That cider is two units, yeah. I just want to bring um, Wayne Manar into the conversation, uh, Johannesburg Metro Police Department spokesperson. Um, Wayne, thank you very much for t- chatting to us this evening. Um, I- I'm sure that you've, you've heard the conversation thus far, um, talking about you know putting into layman's term when we look at what is the legal limit, because a lot of people don't understand it. They think like, yeah. okay, if I've had one beer or if I've had like one cider, I should be fine. Mm. Um, and they don't understand that actually one cider, as we just pointed out, is actually two units. Two units. Good evening, yes, no. But look, that's the reality. Okay. No more than one drink. So if you're going to be having a beer, one. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be having a whiskey, one single drop. Mm-hmm. The spirit liquor, one single drop. Cider, unfortunately, half. Half, 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 half a, a cider. cider. <laughs> Who can put down half a so bottle of cider? That's the reality. That would take your alcohol blood limit to... Uh, 0.05 grams per 100 milliliters of blood. So on the breathalyzer, in uh, breathalyzer, it's uh, 0.24 milligrams per 1,000 milliliters of breath. But it equates to the same thing. So if you're going to really be drinking this festive season, only one of whatever, but a cider half. Uh, and uh, the consequence is unfortunate. If you found on the side of the road, and you do a breathalyzer test and you're over, if you have consumed more than that, you're going to be arrested and then end up uh, for, to having to follow the rest of the procedure. Now, now, Wayne, let's talk about that procedure because, you know, first of all, let's talk about the fact that a lot of times um, South Africans tend to think that that procedure is negotiable. Um, and, and I'm just being, I'm being honest yeah. because, I mean, you know, this is, this is a, a common, I don't know if it's a misconception uh, when it comes to South African drivers, but they tend to think, ah, I can push my luck at some point. I want to chat to you about what that official procedure is just after the break. We all want more time with our dads, brothers, partners, and our sons. Time for more conversations, more catch-ups, more of what life is all about. Now is our time to make it happen. Visit and join Movember.com and help change the face of men's health by raising awareness for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, male mental health, and suicide prevention. This is an SABC Foundation-supported initiative. No, I know it's not Christmas yet, but we all plan for or around it quite early. The SAPC is already giving Eastern Cape businesses, big or small, an opportunity to be known by our millions of listeners. And it's easy. All you have to do is call Helmuth on 041-391-1111 for an advertising package that fits your pocket. Call Helmuth on 041-391-1111. He is ready to help you right now. Ho, 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 ho. The Chief Justice of the Republic of South Africa, Mukheng Mukheng, will deliver the 2018 Chief Albert Latuli Annual Memorial Lecture on the 24th of November at 1pm. The lecture takes place at the University of KwaZulu-Natal Graduate School of Business and Leadership in the GSB and AL Auditorium. For inquiries, please call 083 410 
SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. On the line, uh, we have Johannesburg Metro Police Department spokesperson or JMPD spokesperson Wayne Munar also in studio. We have got motoring journalist Voyim Porfu. We're talking about the festive season that is here, um, talking about drinking and driving because we know that it is actually a huge problem in our country. Before we went to the break, we were asking, at least I was asking Wayne, uh, you know, when it comes to the process of what um, somebody goes through, if let's say a police officer pulls you over somebody from JMPD and says, okay, have you been drinking? That's normally the first question that they ask. If you have had more than one, Wayne, what you, should, you, should you be saying? Yes, I yeah, have. Look, look if, uh, if you have had more than one, well, uh, obviously the officer would have to do what he needs to do, and that is uh, do the breathalyzer test. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, if you have consumed more than one uh, drink, then it will give you a reading of more than 0.24 milligrams. Then the process is the officer places you under arrest. Uh, you get taken to an alcohol evidence center where a blood, a blood sample is taken. Uh, the blood sample is then sealed, and that has to be sent for analysis. Wayne, if I may just interject there. Um, Lizette mentioned something about this process being, you know, people thinking that it's negotiable. You know, you can barter with the cop that stops you. There have been instances where we have questioned the um, validity of the breathalyzer units, units. being used, mm-hmm. um, something to do with uh, them not being accurate or whatever the case might be. What would your comment be on that? Yeah, look, uh, you see the, the, the handheld breathalyzer, which gets used by the officers, is just a, a gauge. It's, it's not uh, evidence in court. That is why uh, the blood sample has it's to taken. be taken right. because the blood sample gets taken to the laboratories for analyzing and, and when the blood sample is ready, the person has to be taken to court. To court. Uh, the Draeger breathalyzer is something different. The, the Draeger breathalyzer is a more sophisticated instrument um, uh, which then gives a printout and that Draeger printout then gets attached to the docket which can be used as evidence in court. So at at this point in time, we are not using the drager. However, there is a process underway that we were hoping to be able to to use this very soon uh, to be able to speed up the process of drunk driving. When one of the other things that uh, you know a lot of people are lobbying for is also that the sentences be stiffer when it comes to people who are caught um, driving drunk. Um, what is the pro- what? How far is that process, and what kind of sentences can people currently expect if they are found if they are found guilty of drunk uh, driving drunk? You see, uh, I, I must say that uh, the, the sentence is determined by the court. Okay. The court bases each and every case on its own merit now. Yeah. Uh, well, how the person was arrested, the level of alcohol, the kind of behavior the person had showed at the time of the arrest, was the person in the accident, did the person cause the accident. So all of that is uh, taken into consideration and how uh, drunk the person was at the time of the arrest. And then the court would then determine what kind of penalty or sentence 
In terms of finding Wayne, I know that there was some talk about being fined up to 120,000 rand, things like that. Is that standard procedure or does it uh, apply to what you've just said? Does the court then have to go through all that? Or is that something that you can... It applies applies to what what had happened on the night. Uh, uh, Did the person drive recklessly? Did the person kill other people on the road at the time of of the incident? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or was the person totally beside himself when he was driving the vehicle and was a total danger to other motorists and road users. So the court does take all of that into consideration. So having such an enormous fine is not impossible. And even getting a jail sentence. We know of the Simba case uh, on the N1 at Ravonia Mm. where the driver was uh, had received a 10-year jail sentence. Just finally, uh, Wayne, looking at the festive season, um, what's special? Cause, and, 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 and I'm going to say this because I think that, it, that it, this is my personal view. I don't know how many other South Africans feel. But I think that this is such a huge problem throughout the year. I don't understand why we only yeah. have, you know, these big interventions mm. around like holiday seasons. But, you know, it does seem that around the festive seasons, whether it is Christmas or Easter or mm-hmm. any, where there's, you know, large people, announced people on the road, there isn't more in, a more intensified kind of uh, approach that's taken to um, things like drink, driving drunk. What can um, you know uh, uh, drivers expect this time around? What are some of the initiatives you guys have put in place? Look, well, one thing for sure is that there's going to be definitely more uh, intensified operations. And the, the purpose is exactly that, because there are many more people on the roads. There are many more people going to functions, uh, year-end parties, uh, year-end closure. So uh, many more people are just drinking more, and many more people have just got more money to spend Mm -hmm. on alcohol, uh, and many more people are driving uh, long distances, particularly from one province to the other, to the coast. Uh, Hence, we have these operations which are more intensified and more visible, especially in the festive period. Wayne, thank you so much. Really, really Thanks, appreciate Wayne. you taking the time to chat to us this evening. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, that is JMPD spokesperson uh, Wayne Manor. I love Wayne. Wayne is always oh, yes. willing, you know, oh, to yes. to to give a an, a very informed and professional voice yes. to the JMPD. So thank you very much, Wayne. Uh, Bo- uh, you almost bongi. called me Bongi. I did almost call you Bongi. Bodhi is coming uh, yeah. in next week. I, I, no, I saw her. I saw her WhatsApp, so that's why. <laughs> that's why her name came down. Drop. Well, you know, kind of popped into my head. We just looking at, um, you know, taking into consideration what Wayne has just said mm-hmm. um, about the fact that you know one drink is the limit, and if you're having a cider, you know, have half a cider. How realistic is this? And Knowing the South African driver, um, what ad- what advice would you give to them around this festive period? What is rather safe than sorry? Um, I think we should have a zero tolerance, tolerance level mm. thing policy about uh, driving drunk. Simple as that. The 0.05 or whatever it is, the 0.24. Uh, look, let's make it, let's keep it simple. Don't drink. 
don't drive. And I think that's what the law should be, as strict as all that, so that we don't have the complications of whether or not, um, you know, how were you driving? Were you a danger? How many cars were on the road? Was it day and night? You know, whatever the case might be that then, you know, gets applied in court, which people can wrangle their way out of. As long as you have had a drink and has been proven through the breathalyzer and the blood test, that's it. You, sh- you should go to jail. Simple as that. Remember that the vehicle is something, it's like a... It's like a dangerous weapon. It is Let's put it like weapon. that. You know, mm. people look at guns, guns. And, and and classify that as dangerous weapons. Um, but with a car, you could wipe out entire families. Mm. Yes, you could do the same thing. You know, with a gun. But uh, a car is actually a very dangerous weapon, and it should be treated with the utmost respect. And um, in as much as you wouldn't be handling, you know, guns drunk, you shouldn't be handling a car drunk either. Now, looking at the fact that you know. Let, let's let's give people some tips. If you are going out as a group of friends, designate a driver. Absolutely. So, and and please warn the person that they're, <laughs> they're going to be a designated driver because I think that a lot of times it's like drawing straws. You know who is and and that is that is that is the perception. Who's the unlucky one? Mm. It, you know, it, it's kind of that's how it gets framed. You're the one who's not going to have yeah. a great time tonight because you're driving all of us home and you get to be mm. the sober one. We 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 need to reframe that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, of course, uh, is, is sharing a cab. Uh, a lot yep. of people don't think about that, but you've got shared ca- cab rides that you can have over the festive period. Mm. So, so what are some of the other things that people should maybe take into consideration? You know what? I'll use an example of what's happening overseas and has been happening overseas for some time. Um, you because they're not allowed to to drink publicly, period. Uh, you are allowed to have, obviously, parties in your home and that kind of stuff. The host of the party is actually held liable, liable. Mm-hmm. for whoever might leave intoxicated and thereby have an accident as a result of leaving your premises, you know, drunk. I think that's something that we should need to put in place here. And to answer your question, that all relates to responsibility. Mm. If you're talking about a designated driver, if you and I go out and we go out with, you know, a couple of other people and then we draw those straws, how are you going to know whether or not I had a full cider? Because remember, the perception is I'm still okay. Yeah. I only had one, one drink. drink. And now listeners are cringing as we're talking because it's only half a cider and nobody can actually imagine putting down half a cider. I mean, like, Especially why? because it costs like 30 bucks just to have the cider in the first place. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, for me, so one of those tips is, you know what? Consume alcohol in the safety of your home. I understand what you're saying about shared cabs and that kind of stuff, but when you are intoxicated, yeah, look, guys, and you're getting into a taxi, now you have to put your life in the hands of a taxi driver who we hope is sober him or herself, and who might not put you in danger. We've heard so many stories about people being assaulted, mm-hmm. you know, in cabs and that kind of stuff. So, and that happens when you're sober. What more when you are, you know, slightly tipsy. slightly tipsy. I think for me, that's quite a big problem. Rather consume alcohol in your home. If you have to have a drink out or maybe as a stuff uh, function or whatever, try to keep it to one. Remember that your life is what is most important than anything else. Well, uh, thank you so much, Fui. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us this evening. Like we said, it is the festive season. Please do keep in mind that you want to arrive alive. And I know, I know that that's probably the oldest statement in South Africa when it comes to road safety. Um, but yeah, uh, it really is important to think about the consequences of your action. Responsibility, responsibility, responsibility.